This hour brought to you by GCNLife.com. Live younger, look younger, feel younger at GCNLife.com. The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat Good afternoon, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on GCN. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. And I'm also the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. A hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us. Yes, guys, right up to the last minute, having some issues here. Boy, everything just going as bad as it could be there for a moment. So, um, <clears throat> but we're we're still here. So, if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you want to catch the video portion of the radio show, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. We're going live there, right there on the right side of the page. And also, you can catch us on Facebook uh, at uh, Bradley Dean SOL, and also on BeforeIt'sNews.com. Right there on the front page, we're live streaming as well. We'd love for you to join in the chat. If you've got uh, something you want to chime in, that'd be great. We're going to be talking today about the issue of the upcoming election. And... Does our Constitution actually have something that allows us to um, ensure that we have fair and honest elections? And it does, but it takes the people to enforce that and to press their uh, representatives to enforce it as well. And so with that said, I wanted to I, I put out sort of a last minute invitation to our good friend Joanna Martin, you know her as Publius Holda, or we affectionately call her PH. And um, PH is on the line, and she is a constitutional scholar. She publishes on her own website, publiusholda.com, and she also contributes over at Sons of Liberty Media. And she's got a new article out today entitled, What Can We Do to Get a Reasonably Honest Election? And the thing I like about uh, Publius is that when she writes what she writes, she always appeals to what the Constitution says, and then she goes to the Founding Fathers to show exactly what that is, uh, what they meant by what they said there. And with that said, she is online with me, and uh, PH, welcome to the Sons of Liberty. 
Well, thank you, Tim. I love your introduction. <laughs> thank you very much. I appreciate that. Well, we're happy to have you, and I know you're nervous about being on the radio. This is not your forte. Your forte is more writing and speaking, uh, but we're just going to have a conversation, and I know that people love uh, what you have to write. They are always uh, very appreciative of the fact that you you don't sit here and bounce around to a lot of people's opinion. You, you tend to stick with what's written in the text and then go back to what the founders wrote uh, in the Federalist Papers and, and such or in their other writings to determine what they meant by what they wrote for the Constitution. So for those people who are unfamiliar with you, will you do just a brief introduction and then we'll get into this question of what does the Constitution provide the state governments and the federal government to give us an honest election and how we can do that. But but introduce yourself just a little bit for those people who don't know you. Okay, I'm a retired litigation attorney. Before I got my law degree some 50 years ago, I got an undergraduate degree in philosophy where I specialized in political philosophy. Um, when I got out of law school, I went into the Army JAG Corps, was stationed in Berlin, Germany. It was then behind the Iron Curtain, and I was in Berlin for almost four years in the JAG Corps. Um, I came back to the States, I went into private practice, and retired some years ago. And my plan when I retired was to spend the rest of my life living on a farm in the remote hills of Tennessee, uh, taking care of livestock and growing crops and having a rose garden. But then Obama got elected. And the morning after he got elected, the first time I got out my copy of the Federalist Papers, blew off dust and started writing about the Constitution, the original intent, and that's what I've been doing ever since. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you've been doing that because I have learned quite a bit from you. And uh, folks, I don't know if we are picking up her sound here uh, when, we, when we check it again uh, on, the, on the video stream. I'm going to see what's going on because I don't have any idea as to why there's there's a problem there. But uh, I'm glad that you've you've done what you've been doing over the past few years because, like I say, I've learned a lot of stuff from you. And uh, it's been great uh, to have you as a contributor, not only when we first met at Freedom Outpost, but now here at the Sons of Liberty. Uh, we appreciate that very much. Now, here's the thing we're going to set up because we're going to go to a break here in just a minute. And I'm going to see if we can make sure this sound is coming through. Uh, but, the, again, her, her website is called Poop. PubliusHolda.com for you guys who are asking the chat. You you let off your article today uh, because of the arguments we're already seeing that's building up to the 2020 elections here. We see both sides, you know, forming their armies of attorneys. Uh, anticipating a lot of voter fraud. We've already seen a lot of things that are going on that are some shenanigans that are taking place in our country in different states. And um, we see that being set up. So a lot of people say, well, what else can we do here to ensure that? Now, you've given you've given us um, sort of a roadmap by going back to the founders, by going back to the Constitution. You wrote, we're faced with irrefutable proof that the Marxists intend to steal the election, and they will not content themselves with stealing only the president's seat. They seek to steal every seat on the ballots, and so we need to face up to the problem and take immediate action. And let's just get the ball rolling here. We got about a minute before we go to break. What do you start off with there, uh, PH? You, you you talk about what does Congress have constitutional authority to do? Where will people find that at? 
Okay, well, first of all, Article 1, Section 4, Clause 1 of the Constitution delegates to the legislative branches of the state and federal governments the power to make the laws determining the times, places, and manner of holding federal elections to Congress. So pursuant to that constitutional authority, state legislatures have for a very long time made their own laws about the procedures for voting in federal elections in their state. And typically, the state legislatures, yeah... Let's, let's hang on here. We're going to go to break right now. And when we come back, we'll pick up with that where it is. Guys, I'm going to drop you the link so you can listen live because, again, stuff going on. I have not changed a thing. We're still having problems. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Be right back on the other side. Hang on. Ready to set brush fires of freedom in the minds of men? Well, start your engine with some high-octane truth-telling on the Sons of Liberty Morning Show with Tim Brown. We'll bring you news and commentary from a Christian worldview using the Bible and the Constitution as our only resources. Not to determine who's on the right or on the left, but who is on the straight and who is on the narrow. Get on the inside track every weekday with Tim Brown and the Sons of Liberty Morning Show, 6 a.m. Eastern and Saturdays at 8 a.m. Eastern. Bradley Dean and the Sons of Liberty are fighting the good fight of faith to make sure that freedom is preserved for our posterity for generations to come. Through our radio program, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and our media website, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, we are reaching the masses both nationally and internationally with the message of the gospel and the truth of our biblical and constitutional heritage. At SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, you will find out how to book Bradley Dean to speak at an event near you, how you can support us in reaching America with this uncompromising message, and how to become a son or daughter of liberty where you can financially support the work of the Sons of Liberty on a monthly basis and join with us in this fight to restore our nation. Check out SonsOfLibertyMedia.com as well, which has all the important news and information going on in the world today. There you will find the black and white truth without all the lies you'll see in the mainstream media. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, informative, easy to use, and a little fun too. Two sites that will change your life. Visit them today. Are you tired of hearing nothing but gloom and doom from the mainstream media? It's time to turn the dial and start learning the truth of who you are so you know where you're going. That's why we at the Sons of Liberty are proud to introduce our new media outlet, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Every day, we're posting articles written by contributors from coast to coast who are actually in the fight in this culture war, bringing you the news and history the mainstream media does not want you to hear. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Get the news with resolve. Do you have health or energy challenges? Would you like to support your health and energy from a product that people consistently feel the uplifting and health-building effects from the first day they consume it? I introduce you to Green Meadow Whey, the only whey protein powder from grass-pastured cows that is processed in a manner that ensures that the proteins and amino acids remain in their correct geometric shape that the body can use. The naturally occurring proteins, peptides, and amino acids in Renatured Whey are proven to support multiple aspects of human health, from complementing your immune system to neutralizing chronic inflammation to supporting detoxification to stabilization of blood sugar and more 
Additionally, due to the Tesla-like frequencies encoded into Green Meadow Way, it is a dramatic support for your energy and mood. And it is an excellent emergency preparedness food with well over a five-year shelf life. To order, call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit GreenMeadowWay.com. GreenMeadowWay.com. Welcome back here. Uh, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Again, I've had to restructure some things, so I, d- I hear music. I don't hear myself, which makes it a little more difficult for me to keep up with things. But you guys really haven't missed much. We just did the introduction there. I think you'll be able to hear uh, PH here now. And uh, let's let's get to that, uh, PH, because one of the things that you're – that we're going to do, we're getting to the really important part. We just kind of done an introduction there. And uh, so people didn't miss much except just the introduction. What are the things that you're going to point to in the Constitution so that we can ensure that we have fair and honest elections? And I'm going to turn it over to you. Okay. Pursuant to Article 1, Section 4, Clause 1 of the Constitution, the state legislatures and the the state, the state legislatures have the power to make laws addressing the time, place, and manner of conducting federal elections. Congress also has oversight authority over the laws that the state legislatures pass. So typically, state legislatures have passed laws requiring personal presence at the polls. When you vote, voting was on a certain day, you'd have to physically show up at the polling place on the designated day and cast your vote. State legislatures also set forth requirements for being eligible for absentee ballots. But this, these procedures didn't allow the left to steal the elections. So, very recently, the left has been filing lawsuits attacking the laws which the state legislatures have passed. They've been arguing that because of COVID-19, people shouldn't be required to show up at the polling place to vote. They should be allowed to vote by mail. And state and federal judges are buying these arguments. So... It is the judges who are overturning the laws which have been passed by state legislatures, and the judges are substituting their own opinions on how the voting should be conducted. That's what's going on, and that is what is enabling the left to steal the elections. And we've heard the horror stories about um, absent mail-in ballots being mailed out in mass, thousands and millions of ballots being mailed out, filled out by operatives of the left, and sent back in. We hear about the Trump ballots, the ballots for Republican candidates being tossed into the dumpsters. That's what's going on, but there is a way to stop it. For a hundred years, American lawyers have been told that it is the judges who decide what the Constitution means and that we have to obey the judges in all cases. But that is a complete lie. What I am suggesting that people do is this. It is essential that 
state governments, the legislative branches and the executive branches of the state governments understand that the judges have no power to alter what to alter the election laws which have been made by the state legislatures and that the state election officials should be informed that their obligation is to pass the election laws made by their own state legislatures and they should ignore what the judges are saying. I believe that's the only way we can get a reasonably honest election. Well, but that's going to require that these people actually keep their oath, right? Keep their oath yes. of office. I mean, now how how are we going to ensure that they're going to keep their oath of office? That's on us, right? That's our responsibility that to hold is. their feet to the fire to there. That is. But we elected to office people who did not um, honor their oath of office because we ourselves don't know what the Constitution says. And how can you elect a constitutionalist to office if you don't know what the election what the Constitution says? I agree with that. So this comes down to let's look at what the Constitution says. So you've written here in uh, your paper, and I'll just bring this up for the viewing audience. What does Congress have constitutional authority to or authority to do? Do you want to walk people through that? What what their authority is and where they can find that in the Constitution? Okay. Well, first of all. Um, uh Pursuant to Article 2, Section 1, Clause 4 of the Constitution, Congress does have the power to set the date for the election for president and vice president, and it's currently set for November the 3rd, 2020. Congress does have the power to change the date of the election, and since Congress has oversight over the election laws respecting the time, place, and manner of voting set by the state legislatures, Congress could pass laws addressing the time, place, and manner of voting in the presidential election by requiring the registered voters to physically appear and vote. They should, they should shorten election day to one day, not weeks and months before and after the election, which gives the left time to manufacture as many ballots as they need to win. And absentee voting, mail-in voted, should be restricted to people who are overseas or out of state due to military service or government service and such like. So Congress has the power to do that. They could change the date of the election. They could provide that everything that's been done so far in this election is canceled, and they could start all over. But Congress is not able to do that because the Marxists control the House. Okay. So all right. So go ahead. Oh, so so no, Congress cannot fix this problem for us. Okay. All right. So I, that's what I was wanting to get to. What what area the feds have any say-so in it? And then go to where the states have their say-so in it. The states are the ones who can actually sort this stuff out for us. Is that correctly? Or is well, that correct? Uh, I, think, I think they're the only ones who have the political power to sort it out for us. The red states and perhaps the toss-up states. You know, the blue states are lost cause. But... As far as this upcoming election is concerned, the red states could salvage it, at least for their states and, and the presidential election. Um, the state 
must be informed. See, people in government don't understand that they don't have to obey judges. For example, in Tennessee, a federal judge last month ruled that uh, the Tennessee law, which restricted the use of, um, which required people who were registered to vote by mail to appear in person the first time they vote, the federal judge said that's unconstitutional. Um, People shouldn't be required to physically appear at the polling place because they might get COVID-19. So in Tennessee, after the judge has acted, a person can be registered to vote by mail, and then he can vote by mail. Well, obviously, this allows dead people to be registered and dead people to vote. That's how you get ghost voters, and that's one of the prime ways of stealing an election. So the state election officials need to be informed you don't have to obey this federal judge. Ignore it. You should enforce the laws made by your state legislature. They are the only ones who have constitutional authority to make this de- these decisions for your state. Okay, and then how, let, let me ask you this. What would people do, because there's a lot of people who are just satisfied with electing somebody that they think is going to do something for them, when the responsibility is really upon us to ensure that? Okay, we have the states who, who make this law. Who's going to be the people who go and enforce it? Is that not the people themselves? Oh, yes, um, but, uh, but because of the shortness of the time, I'm asking that... Um, National Republican leaders be the ones who lead this effort to contact the election officials in their state. For example, I have contacted the Secretary of State's office in Tennessee, but I'm a nobody to him. I haven't even received a a thank you or an acknowledgement of my efforts to contact the Tennessee Secretary of State. So the little people are basically ignored. So it has to be people with political clout who contact the state election officials and tell them you don't have to obey the judge or you have to obey your state legislature. Somebody with clout has has to do it. Okay. All right. We're going to pick this up on the other side of the break. Guys, Bradley's uh, on the road. He's going to three states, including yours, PH. He's going to Tennessee this week. We'll be back on the other side. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. See you on the other side. to stay at home. Public health concerns. The reality of illness due to pathogens and viruses. Your health is at an all-time high risk. That's why it's critical to take a proactive approach to boost your immune system. You can with new nano-colloidal silver from AmeriCare. Our patented process with tiny silver particles, one one-hundredth the size of a red blood cell, allows for maximum body absorption. AmeriCare's nano-colloidal silver effectively disinfects your body internally, attacking pathogens and viruses while supercharging your immune system. 
Colloidal silver is antibacterial and antiviral. Simply put, it prohibits bacterial respiration, suffocating viral cells, preventing the virus from replicating. And now, due to public health concern, AmeriCare is authorized to offer our lowest and best price ever, around a dollar a day, but supplies are limited. Purchase nanocolloidal silver now at immunesupportnow.com. That's immunesupportnow.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Supplies are limited. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. USA Radio News with Dan Naraki. As the White House and House Democrats work towards a deal on an economic stimulus bill, there is some pushback from some Republican senators calling the plan too expensive. But White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany tells Fox News she believes those senators will eventually fall in line. I believe Senate Republicans would ultimately come along with what the president wants. The president noted that yesterday, too. We believe Senate Republicans are not what's blocking this. Um, It is Democrats. You look at both sides. One side has been moving, and it has been the Republican side moving to $1.6 trillion, moving to $1.8, giving more school funding than they asked for. Nancy Pelosi is sitting staunchly in, I don't know if she's in her salon these days or back in Congress, sitting staunchly in her position not moving towards us. The American people deserve better. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin are set to continue talks this week on a deal to reconcile the House's $2.2 trillion bill and the administration's $1.8 trillion counteroffer. This is USA Radio News. As individual members of the Senate Judiciary Committee got their chance to speak to open the nomination hearing of Judge Amy Coney Barrett, one senator said the Democrats on the committee couldn't focus on the nominee. Texas Senator Ted Cruz said his Democratic colleagues had to focus on President Trump because Judge Barrett's credentials are impeccable. We've heard very little about the nominee who is here and whose confirmation we're considering. And I think part of the reason for that is is that on any measure, Judge Barrett's credentials uh, are impeccable. Uh, This is a woman who graduated number one in her class at Notre Dame Law School. Two deaths have been reported in the aftermath of Hurricane Delta as thousands are still without power. Both deaths occurred in Louisiana, where the storm made landfall Friday as a Category 2 hurricane. At least 200,000 people remained without power on Monday as crews in Louisiana, Texas, and Mississippi continued work to repair the damage. The remnants of the storm spawned at least 10 tornadoes over the weekend across the southeast. This is USA Radio News. Today, many of us are paying attention to our health, and what we eat plays an important role. But so often, the water we drink is a mere afterthought when it should be a primary part of our daily nutrition. Real Water would like to change how you think about the water you drink and how it can play an important role in helping your body restore balance and reach its full potential. The key benefits of every bottle of Real Water are stabilized negative ions, balanced pH, detoxification, and it hydrates you like never before. And yes, it tastes great. Real Water is beyond alkalinity, and due to its proprietary process called E2 Technology, it's the only drinking water on the market that can maintain a stable negative ionization, which means real science in every bottle. Order your real water today and take advantage of special pricing for this audience only by calling 1-855-REALWTR or visiting buyrealwaternow.com. That's 1-855-REALWTR or buyrealwaternow.com. Order now. 1-855-REALWTR or buyrealwaternow.com. Welcome back. 
sonsoflibertyradio.com, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And uh, glad that you guys have joined us today. Again, Bradley is on the road. His family's traveling to three states this week where they're going to be ministering and giving the present presentation of our Christian and constitutional heritage. So you don't want to miss them. Uh, you can find out more by going to sonsoflibertyradio.com as to where they'll be. And you can also click on the contact button for at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Send them a message to see if you can get in where the area where they're going to be at. Okay, we're back here with uh, Joanna Martin, affectionately known as Publius Holda, and we call her PH. And uh, PH, here's the thing. One one of the things you wrote here, you said, so the Supreme Court should overturn the usurpation orders of state and federal judges who attempted to usurp power uh, over this issue. They should remind the people of our country that only the state legislatures and Congress may address these issues. This is the time, places, and, and things of that nature. That judges must keep their hands off. The power isn't given to judicial branches. And yet, again, this is where we see, this is where the those who are the anti-Americans, uh, because we really have two things going on. We have the lawful and the lawless. Now, we, we, we stress right and left. That's what we're, we're kin to, to do. But we really have those who want to obey the law and uphold the law and those who want to tear down the law. And they end up being uh, a little bit on both sides of that issue. But, but you're saying this should be struck down. The states are the ones who, are to, who, who, can, who can remedy this. And uh, can you give some more examples? Do you have another example here you gave um, – uh, South Carolina, uh, you, you spoke about Tennessee. Do you have some more examples of some things that can be done that are being done in the states? Oh well, I don't know if this is being fought in any of the states. Okay. Um, my understanding is that the states are just docilely obeying the judges, and the states are producing millions of ballots to be mailed out willy nilly, and they're filled out by by whoever wants to fill them in. So, you know, what I'm talking about, what this, what the executive and legislative branches of the state governments must do is nullification. They must nullify the lawless acts of the judges who are seeking to change state election laws. That's a function of the legislative branch. But the judges are seeking to overturn those. But the judges are acting lawlessly, so the proper course of action is for the legislative and executive branches of state governments to nullify the opinions of the judges. Now, nullification is not some radical idea that I just came up with. It is what James Madison, Alexander Hamilton, and Thomas Jefferson always said was a proper response of a people when one branch of the government violates the Constitution. For example, in the Kentucky Resolutions of 1798, written by Thomas Jefferson, he said that the states are the final judge of whether or not an act of the federal government violates the Constitution, and if the state determines that it violates the Constitution, the states must nullify it. So I'm saying that within the states, the legislative branches, they are the ones who have the power to make the laws. When a 
federal judge or state judge attempts to overturn the laws that the legislature has passed on an issue where the power is delegated exclusively to the legislative branches, the judges have no power to act. So the proper response is to tell the judges, go hug a tree. You have no authority. <laughs> I agree. I agree. You know, and, and this gets to the thing that we were talking about when I asked you to come on today, because I was listening to this uh, circus that's going on in the Senate uh, over this confirmation. You hear the ignorance come out. One of the Republican guys, I think it was Kennedy from Idaho, he was saying basically, oh, we love our democracy, our democracy, our democracy. Well, we're not a democracy. You're pointing to the fact that there's law here to govern us, and we're, we're just whimsical about our, uh, things you and w- this also goes to another issue not to get off topic but this goes to a demonstration of an issue that, that you fight against constantly with the people pushing a um a convention of states is An to Article say five convention right so yeah. so so they're pushing that in there you're warning people about it and you're you're making the point here the states need to do it but they're just going along with the with the things and why are they doing that well ultimately i believe they're going along with it because they get federal dollars and they don't want to cut the government cheese off because then they're going to have to actually stay within the confines of whatever the state constitution is that they're under and within under the us constitution they don't they don't want to cut that money flow off and this is a prime example for anybody pushing that stuff uh, that wants to go to a a constitutional convention uh, that thinks they're just going to change one thing. When your states are already demonstrating on this issue right here, this is just an election issue, they won't even uh, stand up against judges who are imposing this. In fact, I listened today in the confirmation hearing. I I don't know if it was, I think it was Kennedy, but it might have been somebody else. They said, sometimes the judges, they enact law. I sit there and said, no, they don't. They don't do that. That's not granted to them to do. They're to examine the law, and they're to base a ruling on the law. They're not to make up law on their own or change it around however they see fit, and that's what you're pointing out right now. Yeah. Yeah, judges have no power to make laws. That's granted to the legislative branches. You know, Article 1, Section 1 of our Constitution, what does it say? All legislative powers granted by this Constitution shall be vested in the Supreme Court? No. Shall be vested in the Congress of the United States. Only the legislative bodies have the power to make the law. And when a judge attempts to rewrite the law, the judge is usurping a power he doesn't have. I, I couldn't agree. I couldn't you, agree more. The brainwashing that goes on in law schools is so intense that lawyers have been brainwashed to believe that they have to obey the judges. And so, what I'm saying about nullify the opinions of the judges—that is heresy to most American lawyers. Well, I think it's. It goes back to. Um there was a professor out in California that used to submit some articles to me, and we had a conversation one time, and he said, tell me, he says, here's the thing. He says, when attorneys go into school, they don't learn constitutional law. They learn uh, case law. They learn precedents. They don't learn constitutional law. And so they, they're they relying upon precedents, and this is where we get into these things where all you got to uh, – the guy um, – 
I believe it was Richard Mast from Liberty Council. He told me, he says, when we go in there, he says, we have to win every one. He said, the other side, they have to, they have to just win one. And according to everybody, how they view things, they come in there and say, we win this one case, it's done. We've overturned it. We've changed it. We've set the precedent. Now you got to go with this precedent. And I, I just think that is utterly deceptive. It, it kicks out the rule of law that everybody says that they're trying to uphold, but we know what they're what what they say and what they do oftentimes are two different things. Yeah. Yeah. Um when I uh, was in law school fifty years ago we did not read the Constitution. We read Supreme Court opinions and I have known thousands and thousands of lawyers in my life and I only met one lawyer who was assigned to read the Constitution in law school, and he was from Liberty University in Virginia Beach, Virginia. As far as I know, that's the only law school in the country for the last 50 years which has assigned the actual Constitution as required reading. Wow, that's just incredible. That's just (laughs) incredible. Well, here's the thing. You've got a you got a case in or you've got something that happened here before and if you if you don't mind I'll just read this and get you to comment on it I'll, I'll read it up it'll probably take me up right to the break and then okay. I want to see if you can comment on it this was on your uh, article on mail in voting you said on September the 9th 2020 federal judge Eli Richardson issued a preliminary oh. injunction Uh, which has the effect of setting aside for the upcoming presidential election the statutory requirement established by the Tennessee legislature, the ones who, uh, who, who do this, that persons who registered by mail show up in person the first time they vote. This was the thing you talked about before. Yeah. And this is this is what you said. So let's cut 29 pages of bunk down to its essence. Richardson ruled the Tennessee legislature's requirement that the first-time voters who registered by mail physically appear at the polls and pose as a moderate burden on voting rights, and the state failed to show the court that Tennessee had a legitimate state interest to justify that burden. That's Even what worse, he said. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing that the That's thing that gets outrageous. me. Yeah, the thing that gets me is when it comes down here, uh, the quote is, it is likely that plaintiffs will prevail on their claim that the first-time voter requirement violates the First Amendment right to vote. And you come down a little bit later and you talk about why do plaintiffs and the judge repeatedly speak of a First Amendment right to vote when the judge isn't prepared to say that such a right even exists? I mean, this is this is the the nuts running the nut house, if you ask me. It is. There is no such thing as a First Amendment right to vote. Read the First Amendment. It doesn't grant a right to vote. Furthermore, there is no right to vote in the entire U.S. Constitution. Furthermore, under Article One. Section 2, Clause 1, when the states ratified our present Constitution, they specifically retained the power to set the qualifications for voting. So there's no, there, there can't be a federal right to vote when the states have the retained power to set the qualifications for voting. So you don't have a right to vote under the federal Constitution. You can only vote in your state constitution, in your state, if you meet the requirements for voting set forth in your state constitution. For example, you have to be a U.S. citizen. 
Right. Let's get back to that on the other side. And we're also going to tackle the issue of the National Guard that's been talked about uh, with in, involving the elections. So hang with us, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Be right back. At the Sons of Liberty, we are in the trenches doing what it takes to protect our liberty. If you are already supporting our work as a son or daughter of liberty, we cannot say thank you enough. All we do is made possible by the generosity of faithful supporters like you. Together, we are having a positive impact on the future of this country we all love so much. If you have not yet partnered with us financially, we ask you today to consider becoming a son or daughter of liberty. Call one 866 or online at sonsoflibertyradio.com. Be a part of the team that brings responses like this. Hi, my name's Tom, and I'm calling from Maryville, Tennessee. I've been listening to Bradley Dean for a few months now. I find what he says is truthful. It's no holds barred. So after listening to him, the fog was lifted, and I was jolted out of my stupor. And thank you very much to the Sons of Liberty, Bradley Dean, uh, his family, and his ministry. God bless all. Become a son or daughter of liberty at sonsoflibertyradio.com. Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. There's nothing worse than thinking that your Medicare benefits are going to cover routine medical expenses like vision, dental, and prescription benefits, only to find that when an emergency arises, your Medicare plan is full of gaps that don't even begin to cover your medical emergency. How would it feel to have to go into debt because your Medicare program didn't cover everything 100%? Studies show that 95% of Medicare recipients pay more than $5,000 per year on out-of-pocket medical expenses. At SnapMedicare.com, we understand how important it is for you to be prepared for any type of medical emergency. All it takes is a quick phone call to 800-286-5516 to find out exactly where you stand with your Medicare coverage and to save thousands on future costs. Call 800-286-5516 to make sure your Medicare plan includes provisions to cover any gap in coverage. Whether you have questions about Part A or Part B Medicare coverage, remember, call 800-286-5516. SnapMedicare.com. Call 800-286-5516. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Welcome back to the Sons of Liberty, sonsoflibertyradio.com, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And on the line, we've got with us our own Joanna Martin, Publius Holda, as she's affectionately known. We call her PH. And uh, PH, before the break, I told people that what we're going to do is we're going to take on some of this issue of 
um, the president's authority to call forth the militia for certain things. And, of course, this came up earlier in the year with some of the, the riots we've seen in the streets uh, of major cities in the United States. And, of course, President Trump has, has encouraged this, the state governors to handle that situation. And if they won't handle it, he's threatened to, to send in the National Guard, which he's not done. It's been several months to do that. So that came up. And then now we're hearing talk in the media that the National Guard may be called in um, over the issue of the election itself. You want to walk people through the fact that the president does have authority to call the militia up to uh, enforce the laws, to suppress insurrections, and to repel invasions. Do you want to walk people through a little bit about that? Because that's going to be something that's going to be talked about, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure, up until Election Day as well. Yes, and that's an extremely important concept. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15 authorizes Congress to provide for calling forth the militia to do those three things, execute the laws of the Union, suppress insurrections, and repel invasions. Well, Congress provides for doing that by means of passing statutes which authorize the president to do just that. So today, the provisions of the U.S. Code, which address calling forth the militia, and I urge people to write these down or uh, get them from my paper, are Title 10 U.S. Code Sections 251 through 254. So the president has the clear statutory authority to use his own judgment respecting whether he should send the militia into any state. He does not need a request from the state government. He doesn't need it. Remember, it appears that the state and local governments are conniving with these Marxists who are fomenting these insurrections. They're conniving... They seem to be sympathetic to it. So it is imperative that the president exercise his statutory authority to send in the National Guard to stop these insurrections. And these are not just a bunch of basically nice people protesting the murder of George Floyd. It is quite clear that uh, these are trained Marxists. We know that Black Lives Matter, that, that the leaders of Black Lives Matter are trained Marxists. They've said so. What's going on in the cities is the first stage of a Marxist revolution. It's the first hot stage of a Marxist revolution. So the president needs to suppress it. And he does have the specific power to do that under Title 10, United States Code, Section 252 which empowers him to send in the National Guard to suppress uprisings which deprive the people of the rights, privileges, and immunities and protections recognized in the Constitution and secured by law, and the state government isn't protecting those rights. So under Article 4, Section 2, uh, provides that uh, no, uh, that uh, the, the People in every state have the privileges and immunities granted to the people of the other states. Blackstone's commentaries tell us precisely what privileges and immunities mean. They refer to the, group, to the three great rights of life, liberty, and property. 
These insurrectionists in the cities are depriving the people who were the victims, who, who were their victims of their rights to life, liberty, and property. So President Trump has the authority to send in the National Guard to stop it. And I faulted him for not doing so, but several days after my paper on this was published, I came across an article written by Michael Anton, A-N-T-O-N, uh, uh, titled In the Coming Coup. Uh, and Michael Anton writes that uh, the president um, has been informed by his secretary of state, uh, both, both his first one and his current, that he should not invoke the Insurrection Act, the one I just cited, because the military won't support him. Now, you ask, how can the military not support the president? He is their commander-in-chief. I'll tell you how. When Obama was president, he raised up his own people to the top positions in the military, and he got rid of those people who weren't. I think that one of President Trump's Achilles' heels may be that he believes that people are basically good. He should have cleaned house in the military. He should have relieved of their command, relieved of duty, every single general who wasn't on board with him. He didn't do that. That's why he has a military which won't support him. That's interesting. Um, one of the we, we got a question here, too. I, I don't know if you'll be able to address it, but it ties in with the whole thing we were talking about with elections now. Uh, but it's it's even come before that with the lockdowns. And uh, we've got a, a, pers a person in the chat room and they ask um, <clears throat> the legislative power of governors. It, well, it isn't really legislative power. It's a declaration uh, to lock down. And it's up to each state. And I think she had sent me some information from for Tennessee that said when he does, when he makes a um, a state of emergency, when he when he declares that, he can only put, have that enforced for 30 days. Is uh, how how would that apply to something like what we're faced faced with right now, and also leading up into the election? Do you do you know what I'm I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, about the lockdowns. Um, the governors get their authority from the Constitution, unless. The state constitution authorizes the governors to lock down their states. The acts of the state governors are unlawful and unconstitutional. Now, in a number of states, actions have been filed against the governors for these lockdowns under Title 42, United States Code, Section 1983. That's the Federal Civil Rights Act. And these lawsuits have alleged that these State governors, with their lockdowns, are depriving people of their basic civil rights. Well, guess what? We are actually winning those cases. We've won it in uh, Wisconsin, and we just won it the other day in Michigan. You know, Governor Whitmer, who locked down the state? Well, yep. he lost the lawsuit. So it is a civil rights action. The governors are acting unlawfully. They should be, one, um, recalled if possible. The legislatures have the power to impeach them, and uh, citizens can file civil rights actions against them under 42 U.S.C. Section 1983. 
So we are winning that, at least in the red states. But um, um, uh, well, uh, th- that's it. Uh, you know, the president <laughs> okay. could the president could send in the national guard, but uh, the lawsuits have worked very well. And just mass protests. In Michigan, they had massive protests against the uh, governor's lockdown. And she lost the lawsuit. Well, I see there's a real problem. From my understanding, you know, there's always this thing of trying to uh, get government to be your daddy and and care for you and all. And this whole kind of declaring states of emergency, uh, we've been hearing it for for decades among Republican and Democrat presidents, Republican and Democrat governors and all this other. It seems that that just opens up the opportunity for more and more tyranny, uh, the the flexing of lawlessness by a tyrant to come in, uh, as in the case of Michigan and Wisconsin, we see it in California and some of the other states, Oh yeah, of these kinds of things. So <clears throat> I don't recall within the U.S. Constitution, I don't even know if we have it here in, in the South Carolina Constitution, this idea that a president can just do this or a governor can just do this and it just be, he's just going to be king for, you know, however long he wants to be under that state of emergency to me that seems like that just opens up all kinds of problems uh that will that will come forth and bring a tyranny against the people much like we've seen with this whole i call it a scamdemic a plandemic uh because of the infringement of liberty uh ph oh, yeah. we've just got a we got a we got a few seconds here uh, about 30 seconds tell people where they can find out more about you and uh what you put out Publiusholder.com. I've got articles, you know, about 150 articles. Uh, You can find them on any particular subject by looking under the categories. And then I do live my life practically at my computer. I have an Ask Questions page on my website. Uh, You can um, email me. You can post to my website and uh, ask me a question about the Constitution. And she will give you an answer. Sometimes she might have to spank. Sometimes she might have to spank you, though, if you're wrong. (laughs) PH, thank you for your time today. We appreciate you very much, guys. We'll be back with you at 6 a.m. tomorrow, and don't miss it. Dr. Kerry Madej, Sons of Liberty. See ya. Do you want to give you and your loved ones premium nutrition right now? Hi, I'm Jamel Bookaboo from TeamGaday.com and the GCN Longevity Health Team. Get your premium nutrition formulated by world-renowned naturopathic doctor. Dr. Joel Wallach at Wholesale, or also become a distributor and earn income while supporting this broadcast. Go to teamgaday.com via the shopping cart or contact form, and I'll get back to you with support personally. That's teamgaday.com with longevity. Teamgaday.com. We've all seen and perhaps use the alcohol-based hand sanitizers. Have you noticed how it dries your skin, and as soon as the alcohol evaporates, it's no longer effective? GCNteam.com has alcohol-free antibacterial soap and foam meeting or exceeding all requirements set forth by the United States Food and Drug Administration. Come to GCNteam.com, keyword antibacterial, or call 877-878-4203.